Cast Network. I'm your host, Aaron Herman. We had the opportunity to attend Advancing Jewish Professionals How to Make the Perfect Elevator Pitch. Let's take a closer look. <laughs> the elevator pitch is sometimes scary for professionals because you only have a certain amount of time to get your point across. What are some quick tips in being effective in communicating your mission? Be prepared know beforehand that like you have it ready to go so that it won't be as scary make sure it's concise and make sure it's compelling and mostly believe in what you're saying because if you believe in it then that's the easy sell and during your talk you talked about passion mm -hmm. and whenever you're communicating your your mission for your organization if, the, if it's not here yeah. or in your it, it doesn't work right um, what have you seen not work uh, in, in elevator pitch I think it's uh, a couple different things. So one is definitely the, the tone of the voice, right? If people are just sort of monotone and quiet. So that's one piece. Another piece is definitely the body motions. Like are they standing, are you standing straight still and sort of shoulders down and don't care? Or are you alive and animated and using your hands and that your, your whole body is conveying what you're saying and conveying your excitement? And when I see, when I see people do elevator pitches, it, it you know it's either you know they have it or they don't have it. Can yeah. you get can you get better? Definitely, you can definitely get better. I think you know definitely tonight is about thinking about really what is an elevator pitch. What are the elements that I need to have in it? How do I get them in there? How do I be compelling? Certainly, it's certainly something you can create and learn. So, eventing Jewish professionals gives the professional development for for professionals to really get better. Yeah. Um, how did you get connected to the organization? So I founded AJP. I, when I graduated from graduate school there was a program that was similar to this but it, then it went defunct and I realized after about a year that I wanted a place to connect with other young professionals to meet other more senior professionals and I started asking around and through the help of Brenda Giverts at JCSA we created this group. And how have you seen this grown? The group over the years has been fantastic in terms of its growth so when I first started, we actually sort of gathered about 30 people in a room and said, is this going to work? And then that just grew to a mailing list of, I think, over 500 people or whatever the list is at now. And just different activities, different leadership, different people constantly getting engaged while still this maintaining of a certain number of people through the years and for certain lengths of time, but this complete dedication to the Jewish community, to professional development, to providing networking opportunities, truly really the core mission of AJP. You know, in looking around tonight, you see people from so many different organizations, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a unique opportunity. You know, yeah. When you're in the suck right. of, of the Jewish world, it's sometimes hard to come out and see yep. people and, and sharing ideas. Mm -hmm. What 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 inspires you to to be a Jewish professional? Wow. Uh, I for me, my inspiration to be a Jewish professional is. Just knowing that I want to have an impact and that I want to help make our community stronger and in this case definitely with something like AJP, the leadership of the community because I think it's us, it's the leaders who what we do and how we do it is what makes the community stronger. So the more that we can do to support ourselves and to provide better services means that we're going to help our clients more and create a stronger community from there. Hi, my name is Michelle Kalka and I'm a photographer. I make people look fabulous.
Professional development is important because it really does help perfect your business skills. It enables you to talk about what you do and how you can provide solutions for pressing problems in the community and in the business world. Advancing Jewish professionals gives the PD that people are looking for. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved. Um, I actually joined AJP many, many years ago because uh, they had Ruth Messenger speak and learning about leadership in the Jewish community and I was just starting out and I met wonderful people so I decided to stick with it and then several years later I came back again um, because of a, a friend that got me into it and now I come every few months and meet great people and learn about perfecting my elevator speech, learn about uh, organizing my life and I just it's a great way that if you've been in a Jewish world one year or ten years, you continue to meet new people, you continue to learn new things, you continue to be a better professional. And why is PD so important? If you're never growing, then you're, you're not doing anything more for yourself. And I think you can get bored in your job, and I think you can get stale in what you do if you're not continually evaluating and reflecting on your skills. So professional development provides that motivation, provides that skill set development that allows you to be successful and happy in your career. And what do you learn tonight? Um, I learned that Alicia Goodman really knows her stuff, um, but I definitely was reminded that your elevator speech should be compelling, should be quick, and should have a goal, and that goal should also be related to the target audience you're speaking to. Um, I think why I was asked to actually do this workshop in terms of, and put that in terms of an elevator pitch. So I used to, at my old job at the Jewish Board, I had, oh, sorry, Jewish Board of Family and Children Services, JBFCS for short. Um, so I used to have a, a poster or whatever, a piece of paper in my uh, office that I had made. And on it said, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. <laughs> Which apparently was very intimidating for some people, as I was told by one of my <coughs> colleagues. But to me, that's what I cared about, right? As the director of operations for the department, if someone's going to come in for a meeting that we hadn't already assigned, I wanted to know, why are you here? What do you want from me? And then leave. <laughs> Right? And we'll take care of business, but it needed to be that concise. So that's sort of part one. Part two is also as the, well, so I ended at Jewish Force as director of operations, but in my entire time there I was in operations. And we exact, we had a department, I worked then Jewish Connections, now it's called Jewish Community Services. And like I said earlier, we had 10 programs within the department and no one could effectively, quickly, and in an interesting way actually say what we did. Right? Because you had some, someone doing friendly visiting, you had someone doing um, alcohol and drug stuff, you had someone doing divorce support, you had the last couple of years people doing economic downturn, you had people who were providing individual counseling, some group counseling, some community workshops. So it was this sense that we were all over the place. And very few people actually realized that what we did was provide an array of social services covering this number of topics, I won't give you the whole spiel, using a variety of different methods, including individual group counseling and in the community. That's what we did, right? And if, depending on who I was talking to, I'd say we're a little bit different than the rest of Jewish Board. The agency as a whole, despite the name, is actually not a Jewish agency. Our division, by funding and mandate, is we serve the Jewish population of New York. Often we are in synagogues, as well as bringing people into our office. That's how we're different than the rest of the agency. The agency as a whole is a social service agency. Right? You get a pretty good sense of if you're going to be a client, and that's certainly who that pitch is towards, right? It's definitely not towards a funder. Then you know, is this the place that I can go? Is it right for me?
right? Do I need this X number of services? Would I be interested in the, getting it in that way, in the modality? And am I Jewish or not? Right? And then if someone said, oh, I'm not Jewish, then I'd go into the next part. I think what I really liked about that was that there was kind of like a part one and a part two, I felt like. There was like the part one, I feel like that you would use that sentence for like anyone and anyone. And then based on what the needs of the person is or what the reaction of the person is, you would go to like part one A or part one B, right? right. Mm -hmm. It kind of like felt like a pause and it was like, what's the reaction and then how do we take right. it? And so part of that also goes with this idea that when you're crafting these elevator pitches, you really shouldn't just have one, right? You're thinking about who am I talking to? So is it a funder? That's going to have a certain angle to it. Is it someone who is potentially a client? That may also have a very different angle to it. But so just like you should have you know, four <coughs> versions of your resume, depending on what kind of job you're applying for, or according to best practices you should anyway, um, the elevator pitch is the same way. As you can see, advancing Jewish professionals provide the tools for professionals to grow and enhance their skill set. This is Owen Herman, and thank you for watching.